Hey there, Marshall. Hoping today brings you some pleasant weather down in Kennesaw, GA. Absolutely, Jonathan. With highs of 70 degrees and a morning starting with broken clouds clearing up to scattered clouds by evening, it sounds like a pretty nice Sunday. Perfect weather to catch up on the news. And speaking of news... Consumer Reports has just dropped an investigation that's causing quite a stir. They've uncovered significant security flaws in doorbell cameras, some sold by none other than Amazon and various online retailers. Manufactured by Econ Group Lidaid, these cameras are not just any doorbells. Vulnerabilities found could let unauthorized users sneak a peek at your footage or even take control of your device. It's raising big questions about the safety of smart home gadgets sold online. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to Marshall's News from Pocket Pod News. Now, from security concerns to sports legends, remember Michael Jordan? Of course, who doesn't? But it's LeBron James making headlines now as he surpasses 40,000 points in his career. This milestone has reignited the GOAT debate between Jordan and James fans alike. With LeBron's playoff performances and sustained excellence through the years, it's hard not to wonder if we're witnessing basketball history in motion. And in political news, former President Donald Trump has thrown his weight behind North Carolina Latine Gov Mark Robinson for governor, likening him to Martin Luther King Jr. during a rally in Greensboro. As we approach the North Carolina Republican primaries, Robinson stands out as the front runner with Trump's endorsement possibly boosting his campaign further against Democratic contenders like Attorney General Josh Stein and former state Supreme Court Associate Justice Mike Morgan. Three stories you won't want to miss out on as they unfold. Stay with us for all that and more here on Marshall's News. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. In today's digital age, smart home devices like doorbell cameras offer convenience and security. But what happens when those very devices become a security risk? That's exactly what a recent Consumer Reports investigation has uncovered. Doorbell cameras manufactured by Econ Group Lodid, sold under brand names Econ and Tuck, have been found vulnerable to unauthorized access. This could potentially allow malicious actors to control these devices or view footage without consent. The findings prompted immediate actions from retailers like Temu and Walmart, with some removing the products from their platforms. However, Amazon's response to the situation has been notably absent, despite these cameras being awarded the Amazon's Choice badge. And it doesn't end there. The investigation also pointed out vulnerabilities through an app called iWit, operated by Econ Group, making nearby doorbell cameras accessible by pairing them without proper authorization. With us today is PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon to dive deeper into this story. The risks these vulnerabilities pose to consumers, the responses from major retailers, and what this means for the future of IoT device security. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. The situation uncovered by Consumer Reports is indeed troubling. They found that doorbell cameras produced by Ekin Group Lekheled, which are sold under the brands Ekin and Tuck on major online platforms like Amazon and Walmart, have serious security vulnerabilities. These flaws could potentially allow unauthorized individuals to gain control over the devices or view footage without the owner's consent. That sounds quite concerning, Alex. Can you elaborate on what specific vulnerabilities were found? 
Absolutely. The investigation revealed that these security issues could enable malicious actors to access live footage or still images captured by the cameras. Even more alarming is the possibility of these individuals locking out the original device owners, effectively hijacking their doorbell cameras. And how have retailers responded to these findings? In response to Consumer Reports' findings, Temu took swift action by removing Eakin-made doorbells from its platform. Similarly, Walmart responded by removing listings of the affected doorbell cameras sold by third-party sellers on its marketplace and even offered refunds to customers who purchased them. These actions demonstrate a proactive approach to consumer safety from some retailers. What about Amazon? Given their significant market presence, their response must be critical in this scenario. Interestingly, despite awarding the Eakin and Tuck doorbell cameras its Amazon's Choice badge, Amazon did not immediately respond to requests for comment regarding the security issues identified. This silence stands in stark contrast to other retailers' quick actions and raises questions about how platforms deal with potential risks associated with selling vulnerable devices. You mentioned an app called iWit in connection with this issue. Could you tell us more about that? Yes, researchers found a particularly concerning vulnerability associated with an app called AWIT operated by Eakin Group. This flaw could allow bad actors to exploit vulnerabilities by pairing nearby doorbell cameras with another device without proper authorization. It's a stark reminder of the security concerns that can arise with IoT devices and how easily they can be exploited if not properly secured. This brings up broader implications for e-commerce platforms selling these products. Precisely, Jonathan. Justin Brookman from Consumer Reports emphasized that there's a pressing need for major e-commerce platforms to improve their vetting processes for sellers and products. This situation underscores broader concerns about consumer safety in digital marketplaces where potentially unsafe products can be listed by third-party sellers without adequate oversight. It sounds like this investigation has shed light on significant consumer safety issues within digital marketplaces and IoT device security overall. Indeed, it has. Retailers like Timu and Walmart have taken steps towards addressing these concerns by removing affected products from their platforms. However, incidents like these highlight ongoing challenges in ensuring product safety and consumer protection as IoT devices become more common in our daily lives. It also emphasizes the need for better vetting processes by major e-commerce platforms to prevent similar incidents in the future. Thank you for providing such detailed insights into this issue, Alex. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's crucial we stay informed about these technological developments and their implications for consumer safety. Growing up, there was one name synonymous with basketball greatness, Michael Jordan. Absolutely, but in recent years, LeBron James has etched his name into that conversation in a big way. Just recently, LeBron surpassed a monumental 40,000 career points in an NBA game. It sparked yet another round of the never-ending GOAT debate. Is it Jordan with his six championships and iconic moments, or LeBron with his longevity and versatility across different eras? It's a tough call. Both have made indelible marks on the sport, but rather than pick sides, maybe it's time we just appreciate the greatness we've witnessed from both athletes. To dive deeper into this discussion, we've invited Pocket Pod sports reporter Dustin Sherman to join us. Dustin, what's your take on this debate, and what can you tell us about the impact of both players on and off the court? Well, Jonathan, it's a fascinating uh, discussion that really spans generations. Starting with Michael Jordan, 
His impact on fans and the game of basketball itself is profound. Growing up, many of us saw him as larger than life. I remember stories of kids and adults alike idolizing Jordan, collecting memorabilia, and essentially witnessing what many would call the golden era of basketball. From about the age of 7 to 26, the author reflects a deep-seated admiration for Jordan that many from that era can relate to. And what about LeBron James? His recent milestone is quite significant. Absolutely. LeBron surpassing 40,000 career points in a game against the Denver Nuggets is monumental. It places him in an extremely elite group of players and really underscores his scoring prowess over an incredibly consistent career. This achievement further fuels discussions about his place in basketball history, comparing him to legends like Michael Jordan. Speaking of comparisons, how do you see the debate between Jordan and James? The comparison between Michael Jordan and LeBron James is complex because it spans different eras of basketball with its own unique challenges and play styles. You have Jordan's six championships, clutch playoff performances, and global impact on the sport. On the other hand, James's career longevity, ability to excel with different teams across two decades, and off-court activism present a different but equally impactful legacy. While acknowledging their differences in career paths and achievements highlights how both have uniquely shopped basketball history. And this brings us to the GOAT debate itself. Yes, this debate has intrigued fans for years, but it's somewhat futile as it often overlooks the unique contributions each player has made to the sport. Instead of focusing on who is superior, appreciating each player's greatness seems more fulfilling. Both have influenced countless players and have left indelible marks on basketball culture globally. What can you tell us about LeBron's career longevity? LeBron's career longevity is remarkable. He's played against 35% of all NBA players ever, which speaks volumes about his enduring relevance in the league. As he approaches tying Vince Carter for playing across 22 seasons, it highlights not just physical durability, but also mental fortitude to stay competitive at such a high level for so long. It sounds like both Jordan's iconic legacy and LeBron's groundbreaking achievements are monumental in their own right. Exactly. Jonathan, while rooted in admiration for Jordan's unparalleled influence during his prime, acknowledging LeBron's extraordinary accomplishments challenges traditional benchmarks within basketball lore. Through reflecting on these monumental careers in NBA history, Michael Jordan's legacy, juxtaposed with LeBron James's achievements, we see how both have enriched the sport we love today. Thanks for breaking down this complex debate so thoughtfully, Dustin. My pleasure, Jonathan. It's always intriguing to navigate through these discussions that span generations and get at the heart of what makes sports so captivating. In North Carolina, a significant endorsement has stirred the political pot 
ahead of the gubernatorial race. That's right. Former President Donald Trump threw his weight behind Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson at a rally in Greensboro, even comparing him to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but with a contemporary twist. This endorsement not only cements Robinson's position as the GOP frontrunner, but also sparks debates over his electability in the general election, especially considering his controversial comments on LGBTQ rights, among other issues. And with the Republican primaries just around the corner, this move by Trump is seen as an attempt to solidify support within the party. But it's not without its critics within GOP ranks, worried about November's outcome. To dive deeper into what this endorsement means for the North Carolina governor's race and how it might shape both the primaries and general election dynamics, we're joined by PocketPod News political correspondent John Ralfoy. John? Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Let's start with the basics of this significant political event. Former President Donald Trump made headlines when he endorsed North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson for governor at a rally in Greensboro. Trump didn't just offer his endorsement. He lavished high praise on Robinson, comparing him to civil rights icon Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but with a twist, calling him Martin Luther King on steroids. This endorsement was made at the Greensboro Coliseum Complex just this past Saturday. That's quite a comparison to make. Can you delve into why Trump's endorsement of Robinson is so impactful for the GOP primaries? Absolutely. Trump's endorsement is monumental because it essentially catapults Mark Robinson to the position of GOP frontrunner for the gubernatorial nomination, despite the concerns raised by Robinson's primary rivals about his potential in the general election, especially given his controversial comments on LGBTQ plus rights and other issues, Trump's backing gives Robinson a significant boost within the Republican base. It sends a clear signal that Trump views him as not only viable but preferred, which can sway voters and consolidate support around Robinson. Speaking of comparisons, how should we interpret Trump comparing Robinson to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? The comparison to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., as bold as it is, appears to be Trump's way of underscoring his high regard for Robinson's leadership and oratory skills, suggesting that he sees Robinson as a transformative figure within the Republican Party and perhaps even beyond. It's also a strategic move aimed at elevating Robinson's status and appeal within the GOP base by aligning him with values of strong leadership and societal impact, albeit through a very different lens than King's legacy. And what about the broader context? How does this fit into Trump's strategy concerning other candidates in North Carolina's Republican primaries? Alongside endorsing Robinson, Trump listed several candidates that he supports for Tuesday's North Carolina Republican primaries. This is part of a broader strategy to consolidate support within the GOP under his influence and sideline potential rivals like Nikki Haley from contention for various nominations, not just in North Carolina, but across other states as well. It's indicative of Trump's enduring influence over party dynamics and his role in shaping its future direction. There have been concerns about electability among some Republicans regarding Mark Robinson. Can you expand on that? Yes, rivals such as Dale Folwell and Bill Graham have voiced doubts about Robinson's ability to win come November due to his divisive comments on various issues, including LGBTQ plus rights. These concerns reflect internal debates within the GOP over candidate viability statewide, balancing between candidates who can mobilize the base versus those who might appeal more broadly in closely contested elections. Can you give us some background on Mark Robinson? Mark Robinson has an interesting political trajectory. He rose to prominence following a viral speech he gave in 2018 supporting gun rights and police, which eventually led him to be elected as North Carolina's first black lieutenant governor in 2020. 
His path reflects a non-traditional route to political significance, leveraging digital platforms for visibility and gaining traction through endorsements from influential figures like Donald Trump. And what about on the Democratic side? Who are we seeing emerge? On the Democratic side, voters will choose between notable figures, including Attorney General Josh Stein and former state Supreme Court Associate Justice Mike Morgan, among others, for their nominee for governor. The process here contrasts with that of the GOP, Early endorsements from prominent figures like outgoing Governor Roy Cooper for Stein highlight different strategic approaches between parties. Finally, how do these developments play into North Carolina's status as a battleground state? Statewide elections in North Carolina are notoriously competitive due to its status as a battleground state. This makes endorsements like Trump's particularly significant. They can heavily influence outcomes by swaying undecided voters or solidifying base support for particular candidates in tightly contested races. John Ralfoy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Jonathan. Always glad to provide insights on these complex political developments. And that's Marshall's News for Sunday, March 3rd, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Marshall. We hope you have a good day, and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.